It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. So, yeah, Robbie and I were um, <clears throat> having a conversation last night, maybe a debate. Quiet. <laughs> About what constitutes an expert. That was a debate. Hello, everybody. And we, I kept saying, save it for the show. Save it for the show. Because uh, he has some some kind of emphatic thoughts about what makes an expert an, an expert. Right. And I do, too. I, I've had a problem with this term since we started thinking about doing a show. And that is that, you know, experts are... Yeah, for others. I think that we are experienced, which I don't think gives us expert status. It just gives us stories to tell. And I disagree. Excellent. I think that when you've done something for as long as we have, uh, when you've been single for 50 plus years, when you've done like something as us, wrong as long as. We okay, have. but that, but right, that, that, but, but, that makes you an expert also doing yes, but you, That's what you said. You brought up a good point last night about learning the things that you've, you've learned more from failures. Yes, so that. And you learn okay. more from your losses than you do from your wins sometimes. And both Robbie and I are big fat failures. <laughs> that's <laughs> enough. Uh, that is not true. No, that's not true. No, but we true. failed a, a bunch. But I, I think, you know, yes, when a team loses, you learn more from how what you did wrong in that loss. And hopefully you don't repeat those losses, those things that cause you to lose. Uh, when, you know, as a musician, when you come off stage and somebody says, God, that was a great set. You guys just sounded wonderful. It's, it's, it's always great to hear. You love it. Uh, but then somebody will come up to you and say, God, that was a great set. But what happened in that song when, you know, this, I heard a, what, this clunker of a note. You can't help but think and say, wow, that was, he picked up on that. Or, uh, and uh, I'm going to remember not to do that next time. So you learn more from, I feel, a loss than you do from a win. So uh, as much as we love winning, right? Yes. And I agree as an athlete that I have learned <clears throat> a lot in my losses, whether it's tennis or volleyball or whatever I can tell you exactly what I did wrong and I've and I learned so that the next time you know I did it a little differently and that's how my dating life went and um I disagree I think we are experts I think I think I if you've if like I said if someone has done something for 50 years I will listen and you know you know what um Malcolm Gladwell said the 10,000 hours that's, yes, if you do something for ten thousand hours, right. that qualifies you as an expert. I kind of agree with that. Even if you I did think it I've wrong gone for... on, I've gone on ten thousand dates. Oh, please, do I need to know that? They were just dates. Didn't even do that. Okay. So I know my shit. I know 
more than most because I was in the trenches. You oh, and I okay. were. We walked the walk. And when we were putting this show together and, and thinking about who we would have as our guest, it was very deliberate in, we, in that we picked someone that we both think is an expert mm-hmm. because she has been around the block a bunch. Well, that goes every week. We, we try to pick people that hopefully know more than we do about things that uh, have input that we want them to share with everybody. So, uh, you know, but again, getting back to, you know, what constitutes an expert, I think what constitutes an expert in my mind is somebody that not just has done it for 10,000 hours, but has done it correctly for 10,000 hours or a bulk of those hours, as opposed to 9,000 hours of doing it wrong and 1,000 hours of doing it correctly. Does that make you an expert? It makes you more an expert at doing something wrong, I think, than doing something right. So I think it has to be, you know... You can't just kind of say, just because I've been doing it this long makes me an expert at it. You could be doing it wrong and long as opposed to long and Wrong long. and long. Wrong and long. The law Attorneys firm, at law. Yes. <laughs> we are open for business. Okay. So I also read a funny thing that, that experts are really just know-it-alls with credentials. I alone can fix it. Like him. <laughs> okay. Well, uh Experts with credentials. Yeah. No, know-it-alls. Yes. With credentials. But what kind of credentials do you get for dating? There's no such thing. It's, that's why dating expert is so, I don't know, it's such a, it, that the term is, it's. Well, this is your How term. do you, qual- I, right. So I'm not, at a, some, I'm not a fan. We never said we were relationship experts. We are not PhDs. We, we're not MFTs. Okay. Um, MFF. We're, we're WTFs. Yes. So, but, okay, so if there was a school of hard knocks, I graduated from that, the dating school of hard knocks, I did get a graduate degree in that. Okay. Okay, so bow down. (laughs) And, but we have someone coming on today. Our guest is, this is, I'm very excited. Who is it? It's Stacey Nelkin. Oh my God, this is great. We love Stacy. We do. Oh, we do, and we yeah. love her. We love her first husband. Yes, we love her first husband too. And that's how we know Stacy. Yeah, because we're friends with her her first husband or ex husband. Yeah. But she is a relationship expert, I think, right? Yeah, she uh, considers herself for that? sure. Okay. She, as I said in some of the social media posts, she's the real deal. But then we're the real deal. Right. You know how many uh, relationships or uh, dating experts there are out there in the world? I mean, Google them. I think there's eight. Okay, but but how many of them have been married a bunch, been divorced, have been single for a really long time, who know? There is nobody that respects women more than I do. That Including would, he, him. He's not a relationship expert, is he? I don't, you know what? He kind of is. The horror. All right. Well, that he yeah, is because okay, only because he's oh, that. Boy, you know. Jeez, he's had a few. Let's. Fail, uh, you know, and again, yeah. failures count for something. All they right. Count. Well, somebody doesn't learn from their mistakes, I guess. But uh, I did. It took me a hundred years. You did, but yes. But I, I figured it out. You know, it's at some point you just have to go. Wait a minute now. Okay, this is you know this repeating the same thing over and over again 
I, I was the definition of insanity. Mm-hmm. So, and that gives me another layer of expertise in that I was able to figure it out, get help, work on myself. I got the keys to the kingdom. All right. So, uh, if we are, if you are an expert. Yes. Um, what is it that... Uh, Yes, ask me anything. I'm an expert. <laughs> ask me anything. I have the answers. You have questions. I have answers. I can answer anything. Would you, our, our relationship is successful. But prior to this relationship, you had some misfires? Yes. Would you say? Yes. But we don't go into relationships thinking they're going to fail. No, no. We go into them thinking they're going to succeed. And sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Right. And for both of us, our past relationships have not really been successful. I'm happy to say. Right. Ultimately. You got it. You got out of it what you needed to. Right? You learned what you needed to. I hope so. I did. Okay. So if it was supposed if if it was me- meant to be any different, it would have been different. It we you you just got to look at life like that. That, however, even the mistakes and the screw-ups and the fuck-ups, okay, it was like that's the way it was meant to be. And it made you who you are today. And there's no shame in that. No. I don't don't feel that. Uh, I feel uh, emboldened, empowered, because those experiences have strengthened me and um, helped formulate uh, who I am and what it is I wanted in someone. You're right. Yeah. So it took you to you, till you were what, fifty six, so, uh, 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 to finally say, "I have found what I'm looking for." Mm-hmm. Was that the case? Um, yes. Or did you know what you were looking for before? You no, met of me? course I did not know that, and I didn't know that until I proposed to you. It was at that moment I knew that. See how that works? No, See, I don't. It, it well. Kind of. I, it is the little twilighty zone. Uh, yeah, I, I entered that, and it was not me that did it. It was something else, a, another presence that kind of took over. Right. So you could not have planned it any better. It could not have happened one minute sooner. Life happens. Shit happens when it's supposed to. Right. Ah, and so, raspberry. And sometimes. You don't like the timing, and we've talked about this a bunch. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you hate the timing. Maybe, maybe not you, but me for sure. Because you know, you try try being a woman with a ticking clock. You know that is some fucked up shit right there. Good sound effect, man. You are hot on the soundboard I, I, today. I, I, I don't know about that, but uh, wow, slightly. Yes. So okay, so um, we have lots of nice questions yeah i i am i have so many questions i want to know how someone gets married three times oh okay this could go dark quick uh i I mean come on auntie nora i have an aunt who's been married four times she's hotsy totsy how do you do that well you know she's she had that look in her eye but i mean how do i don't get that how it took me 51 years to get married how do you do it four times I it happens and 
you know, I think uh, the falling out of love is something that has also occurred with all of these uh, people that get married multiple times. You, you fall in love, you fall out of love. Is it when things go rough, I'm out of here? Or is it when things go rough, I'm going to work at that. We're both going to work at it and get through this. <clears throat> yes. And that's part of what I want to know about with Stacey. Okay, right. Because you and I have like zero relationship experience. Well, I do. I thought we had a lot of relationship experience. Well, we are on the job training right now. Oh, but what, why aren't you an expert? I thought you were. I expert. said I'm a dating expert. Oh, that's what that is. I never said I was a relationship expert. Uh, Where's the beef? That's right. I'm the beef, baby. Yeah. Like I said, I'm your expert. You're I'm, a drunken lush. And I'm a drunken lush. <laughs> that I am. Okay. Well. But I can. I got wisdom. I got wisdom. I got. Rhythm. I got. Okay. I got it all, babe. Um. Okay. Well, we are going to go to a break. And uh, we're going to come back and bring Stacey Nelkin on and hope she's ready because, whoo, we got We're stuff. ready to yeah. give it to her. So, uh, so we will be right back and uh, we'll bring back Stacey. Now, back to done being single with dating badasses Trevor and Robbie Sharp. All right, we are um, we're bringing on our guest. This is really exciting. Stacy Nelkin was born and raised in New York City and began acting professionally at the age of fourteen as a way to escape her dysfunctional home. That's one thing I want to talk about. Uh, she began working steadily and at the age of seventeen began dating Woody Allen. That's the other thing I want to talk wow. about. Wow. Who had cast her in Annie Hall. After two years, she ended it and was flown to L.A. to work on a film where she stayed for 16 years. She starred in films, miniseries, TVs, movies, TV movies, and guest starred on many episodic TV shows. Her first two marriages lasted about three years each, and she has now been married for 20 years. Another thing I want to ask her about. Citing their friendship and lack of possessiveness as the key to staying together. They have three children. The youngest was adopted from China. She co-wrote a book with a therapist about relationships and appeared on many TV shows and news shows as a relationship and parenting expert. She got certified in the creative arts field and interned at New York Presbyterian Hospital for a year and then trained to become a certified alcohol and substance abuse counselor. Something else I want to ask her about. She has been working with clients with mental health and substance use issues for the past three years. And calls it a labor of love. Hi, Stacy. Welcome, Stacy. Hey, how are you both? We're great. How are you? Good. So, so can I start with one thing? Because yes. you asked, how does somebody get married three times? And then you were talking about your friend's mother being married four times. Well, my mother is on her fourth. And I know for a fact there's somebody else in her life. And wow. my father, had he not died from uh, drugs when he was 37, he was already divorced three times, um, married and divorced three times. So he'd probably be on the fifth wife. So for somebody like me, my first marriage, which was not to the person you knew, um, I always thought, oh, well, there's that escape clause. I could always get a divorce, which is not a very healthy way to look at marriage at all, but that's, that's how it goes. And if you look at statistics, something like 40% or 50% of people who come from divorced 
homes tend to get divorces themselves people when when they get married and it's why in part because we we see it and that sanctions it in a certain way makes it okay and some people go the exact opposite way right but um so for me having grown up in this incredible dysfunction with marriages and deaths and divorces and you know um all this stuff my mother's second husband died my stepfather who I think she would never have gotten remarried again had he not died because they were a really good match. But um, but she did. Uh, so so that's how that happened. Wow, that's uh, no, it's it's amazing to have that experience uh, of, of people in your lives that have been married and divorced so much because that does become something that you might emulate without even realizing. Uh, that exactly. that back door's that back door's always open when you go in the front door. Right. And I'm right, curious right. about that. So, yeah, but you know, I think if you're a smart person and you're an aware person, you learn from from every relationship that you're in. And I don't think there's a right or a wrong, or a successful one, or or a failed relationship. I think. People come together out of certain needs and certain timing in our lives, and hopefully uh, that love never really goes away, but certain situations change, or, you know, I don't know that I ever fell out of love with my first two husbands. It was just circumstances and, and, and different things, and things didn't work out, but um, I think when you have some kind of thing with somebody, you know, hopefully uh, you keep that person in your life. Uh, it, it really upsets me to see people that have kids, you know, and they get divorced and they're just, it's so acrimonious because, look, you married that person, you had children with them. Right. So, uh, well, can, okay. I have a question. Do you, yeah, go ahead. Um, you're, do you have kids with one husband or? My third I Your have third all husband. three kids with my my third and hopefully last husband. He is. <laughs> he likes. Does, does he feel like he's on borrowed time, or is he uh, uh, <laughs> he's a, he's pretty a secure? Very good sense of humor, which is what keeps us going a lot. He calls so, himself number three. He's very well. Good. My uh, my he question, Stacey, is it, I'm sorry. Is that uh, joke that there's more you, with four? Okay. Uh, There'll be more the, with four. When you were younger and your in your first husband yeah. and even your second, uh, the issues that became uh, insurmountable as you have gotten older and matured were those issues. Do you look back on those issues as something you could have possibly worked through now, but you couldn't back then because mm-hmm. you weren't necessarily equipped, or is it something that these were deal breakers and it was time to you know cut loose? You know, I think there's a, there's certain chemistry that's important, and I think you not only have to take into consideration your own place in your life, but the other person. And some people grow apart, some people get afraid, some people can't dig their heels in and 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 stick with it and make it work. You know, a, a good friend of mine's therapist had the greatest quote that I love to say, and that is that within a marriage there are many different marriages. So when you when you stick with it for long enough, sure, 
You have bad times, you have good times, you have amazing times, you have times where you feel like, you know, any minute we're going to break up, Um, but when you stick through it, it just makes you stronger, and so now I love that I have this committed relationship, and that we have that, and that we've come through many, many things together, and that makes it stronger. Right. Yeah. So do, you'll, you'll think, ha, do you think had you had uh, kids with the other husbands, you would have stayed? Did not having kids make it easier for you very to go? Likely, yeah, very likely I would have because to me, having grown up, uh, as you can kind of get a picture with all of these different players, you know, both parents having been married and divorced several times, um, it, it, it gets so confusing and it's so awful to break up a family, and I, it, it does damage kids no matter what anybody says, and they've done studies on that, too, and it's just all the divorced parents who like to say, oh, no, they're fine, but kids get really pretty fucked up from, from things like that. Um, but, you know, they, kids were also all extremely resilient. However, for me, given all the back and forth and all of the 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 dysfunction, I couldn't imagine uh, leaving my marriage when I've got this family now. So for me, it's a family that I never really had, and, and for my husband too. So, you know, he also came from a really fucked up background. So we have that together, and and we we really cherish that we've made this safe space for our kids um, and they see that we're together. They've seen us fight. They've seen us, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, all kinds of things. But nice they to, know we're together. It, and so you and your together. husband have uh, these uh, fucked up experiences in the past. Uh, it's nice that you can share that with each other. And I guess you can recognize what was not right uh, and uh, how to correct them and avoid uh, minefields, maybe. Yeah, you know, it, we we both, when we met, we had very similar backgrounds, and that was that I think we were both so afraid of real intimacy that we both had many, many different relationships with many, many different people. So that was kind of a connection. In fact, when we met, we were both working on the same issue in therapy, which was to not sleep with people right away, which was to slow it down a little bit and actually get to know somebody, Um, which, uh, you know, I started doing a little bit before that. I did that, in fact, with my second husband. I, I, I think that's actually a good way to approach things. The, the the one thing that I've learned in my ripe old age is that it's crucial that your partner be your best friend, and that person has to have your back, and not just have your back. That person has to want you to be the best person you can be and fulfill your dreams and your fantasies and fly. And if that person doesn't want you to fly, and we've seen so many relationships where people get really scared when the other person gets successful because mm-hmm. of their own insecurities and their own abandonment shit or whatever's going on, they don't want that other person to do really well. And 
my husband and I both want, we want each other to, to go past our dreams and we support each other that way and we push each other that way. And that is new for me. I've never had that. So. Yeah, I, um, uh, first, I have a lot to say. Uh, first of all, you and I have had totally opposite experiences in that my mother mm. never remarried. I don't. I think I saw her maybe with two boyfriends early in the seventies, and none of mm-hmm. neither of them it, they it ended. So I grew up, and and my father didn't remarry until he was sixty nine. So wow. I grew up thinking that, A, my mother didn't need a man, and therefore maybe I mm. didn't really need a man, and that my wow. father also didn't wasn't in a hurry to, you know, move on with his life, he, it, it, although he eventually yeah. did. So I think that we all take with us stuff that you are, you're right, you know, what you saw in your home growing up with. And it does make you a little bit of who you are, but that's not to say that you're stuck with it. You're not. A, you right. don't have to be a legacy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, you know, early on, I was looking for daddy, and that was it. I was. I only went out with older people. I was the girl who had the crushes, not on the the cute boy at camp or the cute guy at school. I had the crush on the teacher or the counselor. I had the crushes on my dad's friends or my stepfather's friends. Um, I was looking for that. So, you know, that says a lot right there. <laughs> um, and, and obviously those kind of relationships at a certain point, they don't work out too well because you start to lose a lot of things you never have in common. Right, and then it, you know somebody gets older. I don't know how those relationships work out, mm-hmm. but for me to date somebody twenty years or fifteen years older, it was like, well, of course. <laughs> now I don't know that I feel that way. But well, now you don't have to. You, now you don't have to feel that way, and, and that's a that's right. a good thing. Now I, now I would. I think I would look for somebody fifteen years younger. My husband <laughs> is five years younger, and that I, was I hope first. husband number three. <laughs> don't listen to that. All right, four. so uh, number four. Um, are she on four? No, she's on three. No, Did no, I say three? yeah, no, you said four. Oh, like I said three. All right. Um, that yeah, said, yeah. we are going to go to our next break, though, and uh, uh, so uh, we've got. Uh, Stacey, I want you to think of some tips that you can give our listeners too. So uh, we'll come back and discuss this and a lot more items with Stacey Nelkins. We'll be right back. And now. Back to Dunbing Single with dating badasses Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Stacy, I'm with you on the older man thing. Oh, yeah, I love the older guy. I love the older guys. That's, but she's Uh, saying now she's ready for younger. Oh, okay, no. Okay. (laughs) Oh, they're the best. Those older boys. I'm an older boy. Yeah, I remember getting to high school. I remember I was a freshman in high school. First day of school, uh, I stepped on campus. I took one look at the uh, the the boys, the older boys that who yeah. had hair, like yeah. they had they, they had hair. They were like tall and muscular, and I thought, oh my god, I've died and gone to heaven. Hey. I, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Stacy. So, can we talk a little yeah. bit about your older guy, the older guy? You know, 
The they're, they're the older they're, guy. They're, yes, well, that the, one. The older one. Yeah. What did you learn? I'm curious. You were so young. You were 17. What did you learn from that experience? Oh, man. Well, Woody, is a nat- he was a natural teacher. He still is. So he, he liked to teach me about a lot of things, about, you know, foreign films and, and classical music and jazz music and, and all of that and, and uh, sex. We had a lot of fun, um, believe it or not. But, um, you know, it's really interesting. We dated, and I loved that it was pretty secret. Only my best friend at the time knew, and, and he wanted it that way. And um, But he would take me out. We would go out with his friends, and we would go to Elaine's. And, and uh, uh, most of his friends were okay. There was, there was one guy who was a little judgmental, and I understand why. But I always felt like I was holding my own. However, on my 19th birthday, and I, they flew me out to L.A., so the second year of our relationship was long distance. He would fly to New York, I mean, to L.A. and see me, and he'd have me come back to New York and, and spend weekends with him, and so we did that. And then on my 19th birthday, I was in New York, and he gave me these earrings, these diamond earrings, and he said, look, you're now 19, you're old enough for us to be more public with our relationship, and I broke up with him. Wow. And, Yeah. I broke up with him, and he said, wow, is this a pattern of yours? And, you know, Mr. Mr. Freudian analysis, and I was so offended, even though I was already in therapy at the time, and I said, of course not, and years later, in fact, last year I spoke to him, and I had to really apologize about that because it was my pattern. My pattern started when I was nine years old. I was so fucked up. I was in love with this boy named Stephen Scholar. I literally chased him. My best friend and I were both in love with him. Beautiful, beautiful kid. Chased him. Fell in love with him. He could, didn't, didn't, didn't give me the time of day. In, in uh, sixth grade, two years later, he finally, you know, started to like me. And we went out, and we had our first date, and we went to see the movie Woodstock. I'm aging myself. And wow. I broke up with him. And he was heartbroken. And then he started dating my friend, Ellen. And I got so jealous, I stole him back from Ellen. I was really fucked up. I stole him back from my best friend. And we went out, and I said, well, I want you to give me a ring like you gave her. I don't know, some cigar ring, you know, like one of those, like, mm-hmm. paper things <laughs> that you stick on somebody's finger. Uh, and he got me something, and I broke up with him. Oh, again. my gosh. So wow. that started it. Then I lost my virginity to a guy who was not into me. He was in love with this other girl who was kind of a dog, but he was crazy about her. But he would still come over, and we would fool around. This was when I was 16, right before I met Woody. And, in fact, I had already met Woody at the time doing Annie Hall, and we slept together, and it was amazing um, the first time. And uh, and then I broke up with him the next day. We went through an Jesus. entire shopping bag. The- You're a heartbreaker. And the next morning, uh, yeah, the next morning I broke up with him. And apparently, did you get did you get your virginity back? Was crying. That <laughs> <laughs> doesn't come back. I was I was fucked up. I might have been a heartbreaker only because I was so screwed up. I didn't know what I was doing. I, I, I Stacey, you're not alone. So you're like. you're. I mean, I'm right there with yeah. you. I was just as fucked up. I I was breakup queen. 
Right. So, right. so we lost you there, Stacey. So, what, it, run, what were you running away from? You know, I w- I don't I was claustrophobic. I just mm. couldn't settle down. I couldn't. I was too restless. I couldn't. I wasn't ready. Um, Mm-hmm. I and I know right. that about so myself, the and then uh, you know right. it was something in me that needed to work itself out or play itself out, and mm-hmm. I had I had to grow up, I had to mature, I had to get grounded, right. and I did, um, and I but you know that's that's it, I don't look at it as I, you know it's fucked up, but it's is it really though, or is it just your rhythm? You know, is it just who you it's are? Your rhythm, and, exactly. Right. You Stacey, weren't what did, ready. Sorry, and I go ahead. Sorry, no, Ron, what did what no uh, what what did your therapy teach you about your constant breaking up, and what did you learn from that? You know, I I don't know that I ever brought that up right there and and about that, but it it was part of my process of learning about myself, and that is with my my one. One biggest thing I've learned, besides that you got to be married to your best friend, is you have to know yourself first. If you don't know who you are and what you like and what interests you and where are you fucked up and where are you vulnerable and where are you fragile and what are your insecurities and what are your fantasies and what do you want to do and what are your goals, all of that, all of those things. And this is stuff I work with my clients on. Dating and certainly getting married is is like uh, that's like the AP course of of all this. You have to know yourself first, because once you then enter another person into your world who has his or her own needs, wants, desires, fears, all of that stuff, you know you're juggling a lot of things, and so. You have to be really clear about who you are. And then, of course, there's compromise and, and, and all of those kind of things. But you have to know what works for you. And so for you, Trevor, I'm guessing... That is the correct answer. You know, you didn't know until you got to a certain age. What was that? That was the correct answer, Bill, because you, you hit oh, it on the head. Uh, <laughs> as we have discussed many times over many shows, that it's all about knowing who we are and being happy with who we are first before we can yep. bring that to a relationship. You can't bring all your exactly. issues and stuff, your negativity and things into a relationship and expect your partner to fix you. You have to be okay, exactly. number one. And and, right. and that's... That, yeah, but here's, here's the good news thing. about partnership. This is what I found because I did all my work by myself. All of the, the, you know, the healing and the introspection and the reflection and self-examination I did on my own, not with the benefit of having a husband or you, you know, to help me with it. So I did the bulk of it before I even got to the altar. But here's what I will say. Robbie has been so instrumental in working the rest of this, maybe this midlife stuff out with me. This mm-hmm. is the beauty of this, and mm-hmm. and I have been very careful in in uh, over, uh, un- not unloading, but unpacking. And there's a big difference between unloading and unpacking. Mm-hmm. And he's been mm-hmm. he's been right. an incredible partner in that because um, 
you know, I didn't realize how handy a, a husband can come in because I never <laughs> had one. And I d- and my boyfriends didn't really hang out long enough for them to really help me through any kind of emotional, you know, right. turmoil. So I don't know why I'm even saying this, but it just felt like I should it's say a part, it. It's a partnership, absolutely, all the way. And I feel the same well, way. Yeah, that it becomes this friendship where you have somebody to turn to and get, and be a sounding board for you and a re, give you those reality checks and somebody who you know loves and supports you, right? And that's what's important. But back to what you were saying, Trevor, you know, we're born into this world alone. We die alone, and that's a tough, hard, cold fact, <laughs> but... It also can be lovely if you have some faith in, you know, the afterlife or whatever, but in terms of working out all those issues, yeah, you got to do it alone. Nobody can experience your pain or your anxieties or your fears, whatever. You have to process that. It does help to have somebody there who has your back, but... You have to go, you have to do the work. So it's wonderful that Robbie got somebody who's, uh, who's done that kind of work on herself. And same for you, Robbie. I'm sure you've done that kind of stuff too. Well, no. You know, I wouldn't go that far, but, um, but whatever he does have, we're, we're working on it. He, he, I make him work on it. I, I crack the whip. Well, there over you here. go. Yeah. And that's how um, men can really learn from women, right? Because we are, we do tend to be a little more uh, nurturing. We tend to be more inwardly mobile, right? Yeah. We want to take care of ourselves. Yeah, so. Yeah, right. I, I so think Robbie the issue with Robbie is um, that I don't think he feels like he has anything to work on. That's not true. That's kind of true. No, oh. always things to work on. Oh, really? Absolutely. Oh, tell me one. I've got to get myself rated. Take your mother to the market. In the That's hour. not work. That's work. You're, you do that very well. <laughs> you, that comes very. Na- you're a good son-in-law. You, no, no, I'm for kidding, some reason, that, you've no, got I, good son-in-law skills. Well, that's just you know. But you, a, no, you, there's. It's a constant. This is a journey, and we are always working, and we need to work at. You can't just act. You can't wake up in the morning and say, I've arrived. I don't need to work anymore on this relationship. I'm good. No. It doesn't work yeah, I think way. I think the show has, just by virtue of learning what we've learned, has helped us also. You or you. Mm. No, because mm. I'm already pretty fully formed. Oh, <laughs> wow. Know. Look at that. I did so much work. Um, so now it's your turn. Okay. Robbie. I'm I'm. I'm ready. Uh-huh. Okay, so exactly. That's about that's that's what it's like. Okay, that's um, how much work he needs. Uh, Stacy, we have to go to another break here, <laughs> so just excuse okay. our little uh, interludes here. <laughs> but um, we are going to come back for our last segment with Stacy Nelkins. Okay. And now back to Done Being Single with Married Couple and Dating Ass Kickers, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. Yeah. Okay. We are back with okay. Stacey Elkin. And We've got we a have... surprise guest. Yes. This is fantastic. It's like this is your life. Wow. Who... Stacey, are you ready? 
Okay, we've got um, Stacy's second husband on the line. Number two, husband number two, Tom Morgan. <laughs> Tom, Tom, are you there? Hi, Hi Tom. Stacey. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. See, we'll guys, back, you can you can still have these stuff. people in your life, right, Tom? It, absolutely, Stacy and I. I consider um, have a very close uh, friendship and relationship still. That's beautiful. And I just want to say that Stacy was not lying when she said she learned to keep her boyfriends waiting before getting in the sack. She kept me waiting three months, but I hung in there. Wow. But it was worth it. It was worth it. We oh come on. It wasn't like it wasn't like we didn't fool around beforehand, right? I know, Mind but you- we, we met over Thanksgiving and we held out for <laughs> Valentine's. Why did you wait so long, Stacy? Because I knew it okay. was right, and I wanted it to be really special. And it was right when it was right. And then it wasn't. <laughs> but it was, but you, I, right? I, I, right. But I have to say, you're the best marriage I ever had. Ah. Well, I think, saying it right now, you need number two. I think you're right. I don't want you to grow old alone. That's how much I love you. I don't want you to grow old along. We're with her there. Well, you <laughs> Stacey, know, Trevor, you I'm... get back, on, back and, you know, fix me up with some of your uh, good friends. I, maybe I'd meet somebody already. Okay, not to pat my own back here or just to my own horn, but I really should be in the business of matchmaking because I am good. I have fixed Tom Morgan up more times. Uh, he's a tough customer, though. He's tough. I mean, I really, Stacy. I've, I've been on the case since 2004 with Scooty. You may have ruined him, Stacy. Tom has had no shortage of dates. Now, but you have to know what you want. You have to. Right. You have to want to be with somebody. You know, Marianne Williamson from Course in Miracles had a great uh, discussion about this, and she said, "What if it was like musical chairs, and the music stops, and whoever you're sitting next to at that moment." That's the person you're going to be with, right? Like in the old days, they would have arranged marriages, and that was it. And half of them were, half of them maybe didn't. But you, you just have to commit to somebody, something. Well, I did once. Oh, silence. <laughs> I uh, Tom, what, Tom, I, I, I don't know this answer. Maybe I do know this answer. What ha- you've met great women in your life. You've dated fantastic women. You've had relationships, serious ones. Why? What stopped you from going all the way? Well, I I married Stacy once, so it's not like I'm uh, against the idea of being married. Um, you know, I have an older brother that always has these little witticisms. And one of them is, the woman I'm going to marry hasn't been born yet. And what he means by that <laughs> is he thinks I'm too picky. Um, mm. Maybe there's some truth to that statement. I think Woody feels the same way. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> okay, Tom. Yes. Tom, why do you think you're too picky? Um, that's a good question. I wish I knew the answer. If I knew the answer to that, I'd probably be done being single. Mm. I think you are done being being single, though. Being very picky is just a way 
to keep people away, right? It's to anything. It's just a way to keep the intimacy at bay. And if that's what you ultimately want to be alone, that's great. You gotta, you can do that. There's no reason you can't. But those kind of things keep people away. But don't you think it's about percentages of, you know, if you could find, if you could find 65, 70, 75% 75% of somebody of, of what you love in a person or like a lot in a person, that should be good enough. But you, unless that 5% or 15% is so bad that you had to get out of it. Is that a question to me? Kind of sort of throwing know. it out there to the group. We're tossing. Well, yeah. getting back to what Stacy said, you know, I don't want to be alone. I'd love to be in a great partnership, relationship, marriage, but um, I don't know. I look back on uh, the women I've dated, and I have, you know, yet to say to myself, well, that's the one that got away, uh, other than Stacy, of course. Hmm. Well, you got away, but that we, we don't need to make this about that. <laughs> but <laughs> at any rate. I'm trying to understand you, Tom. By the way, it's so weird calling you Tom because my nickname for Tom is Scooty. So if I slip into Scooty, you'll understand. Because I was that way. No one was good enough for me. And I thought, well, there's always someone better. And this one's not good enough. Or this one, I need, I don't know, there's someone else. And what if there's someone else? And then you just get to a point where you think, you know, maybe it's just me. Maybe I just... Don't right. What 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 is it in me that doesn't feel enough, or complete, or that mm-hmm. can just say fuck it? You know what? There is no. I mean, we've talked about the perfection thing. Yep. Uh, so many episodes because it's alive and well, and it doesn't exist. So I understand, Scooty. Um, I think there comes a point where you just have to say fuck it. You know, I'm not perfect. And um, I just want some great companionship and a great friend, and and that to me, that's how I got to where I am. And I also just fe- yeah, I was just fed up. Exactly. I was just fed up dating. I was seriously like, "Fuck this shit." I'm I can't whatever. I'll be, I guess I'll be single, and I don't know. And then I met Robbie. But um, I do think it's something that um, Scooty, you know. We we've talked about and should talk about some more. Like right now. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, but, but Trevor, Trevor, I think that you and Robbie met at the right time for both of you at the right time of your lives, and plus, right. you were so perfectly matched. It was like a perfect storm. It was the right <laughs> time in your life. It was the right time in Robbie's life. You guys are so compatible. Once I got to know Robbie, I mean, I knew that this was the real deal, and I knew you guys were going to be married and live happily ever after. Um, okay. So, you know, I'm I'm hoping that that same thing is is going to happen to me again. What a great. No, to end on. Uh, we only have a couple minutes left in our show. But Scooty, that's I love you so much. Robbie, yes, I love you so do. much. You are yes. the best. You are the best. It, single Thank ladies, you. all the yep. single ladies listening right now, Tom oh Morgan. What a prize. Oh, my God. Yep. I agree. Really? We have 50,000 active listeners, over 50,000. 
and he's returned from the dead. To, and he's and now he available. Is, he, and <laughs> yes. he is with us. And he is and we love uh, that he's just, with us. Oh. oh, my God, there's yeah. no one better. All right. So, so someone out there is going to hear you. Well, we have to wrap the show up because it's that time. And so, uh, Stacey, how can people find you? Uh, well, that's a good question. On the corner of 57th and Madison. (laughs) I I am on Facebook, but I'm not on Facebook. I haven't been on it. It's only my fans, uh, you know, and I don't go on that. I don't have time. I'm working all day long and I've got three kids and, you know, no. So I don't, I don't uh, don't do the social media thing. I know I should, but I haven't. Okay. Um, and if, if any, if any single ladies want to meet Tom, you can contact oh me and Robbie yes. at Treva and Robbie at DunnBeanSingle.com. Yes, and we will we will filter them there out. There you for go. Tom. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Stacy, uh, for uh, being you, our guest Tom. today. Thank you, Tom, for calling in. This was a, a big treat. Uh, how often do you have a, a guest and her second husband call? Uh, so See, anything go anything can happen on Dunbeans. Anything single. can happen, and uh, we love that. So uh, great show, great and show. We will uh, see everybody. Are we next really week. at the end? We're at the end. It's time. Wrap it up. No, okay. Not even. How about tips? I, uh, tips. Does Stacy have a tip or two? Uh, uh, I, uh, Do I have a tip or two? Yeah. Any tips, Stacy? I think we're, oh, we're, we're going to wrap. We really we're done. Oh, f- All right. So. Thank you for that try there. Trevor. Sorry. All right. Uh, Stacy. have a great That's week. Good. Everybody have a great week, and we will be back next week. Bye-bye. See you next week on Done Being Single. 